0: Warning, warning. The following content contains black and brown people's stories, experiences, opinions, language, and inherent challenges through the perspective of a multicultural American of brown complexion. This content is suitable for curious and objective listeners and viewers only. User discretion
1: is advised. You know they say if you don't know where you come from, you don't know where you go.
0: Mic check 1212, you wanna be the best, what you gonna do? Got the hotel yelling, bring them out, bring them out. Hey. bring them out, bring them out. Hard to yell. <laughs> With the barrels. All right. In your mouth. All right, yeah, let's get it. All right, so what we have here is an illustrious guest. This is the famous, the most gracious, the owner, one of the owners of wreck for Lottie, a Cutco... Parent wheeling, dealing, selling machine. Uh, we have my boy here, Ricky Ballister. Ricky Ballister, mm-hmm. introduce yourself.
2: Thank you for having me. Um, excited, excited to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> you really <laughs> built me up, man. Yeah, I had, I had a lot of pressure. Yeah,
0: and you know, to build you up. The reason why I'm building you up is because obviously we started a friendship at you know Vector Marketing. You were my manager. We were selling knives together. We sold thousands of dollars of knives we sold, together we sold a lot of right quality cutlery yeah exactly right a lot of mrs joneses a yeah. lot of mrs joneses but at the same time we also built entrepreneurial skills we built we went through a lot of challenges i wouldn't say downs but there were challenges of growth and of learning how to become salespeople. learning what is entrepreneurship and things in that nature and like i said thank you for coming to the credentials so you know the goal of this talk is to just give as we said here tips and stories of the events in your life that shaped you into becoming a entrepreneur and a brick and mortar business owner and the beautiful wreck it right what's your slogan
2: break shit, leave
1: happy
0: yeah right break shit, leave happy so you know to start off um describe to me Your family work history and like the parenting style that you were raised in.
2: Yeah um, so my My background is is pretty extensive. My grandparents are originally from argentina Mm -hmm. and italy Uh, My dad is from peru. Uh, My mom is american born in chicago from you know, my grandparents from italy and Mm -hmm. argentina uh, but You know, it all started off with my grandpa moving to fort lauderdale, florida Mm -hmm. back in nineteen. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to work for himself. You know, he didn't have an education, and all he knew was, you know, building his own thing and, and being his own oh. uh, boss or, or, or what have you. Mm-hmm. And uh, he started a tailor shop, and mm-hmm. a very successful tailor shop at that. And, mm-hmm. and with that, he learned how to develop um, real estate skills, and he bought mm-hmm. a lot of property and was able mm-hmm. to, to build his wealth uh, through that. Uh, my dad, on the other hand, came from Peru, mm-hmm. uh, son of, of, of a colonel of the air force in, oh, in wow. Peru. Yeah. And um, you know, my grandpa wanted him to pursue a career in the military yeah. and do that. And he's like, I, my passion is soccer. I <laughs> want, want to be a journalist." He was always a very like outgoing, outspoken person. Mm. Um, came to America with his seven siblings. Okay. And um, he started a newspaper from, wow. from scratch. So started a newspaper, did that for over thirty years, mm-hmm. and and with that was able to build a career within journalism and telemundo he worked for a lot of uh, broadcasting stations wow um so the entrepreneur mindset mm-hmm. has been ingrained in me yeah since, as, it's uh, your dna as long as i can remember yeah i mean mm-hmm. I, I've, I've never not known what it's like for someone to work for someone to, you know mm-hmm. just by the people that were in my life mm-hmm. closest to me um as far as parenting went my my parents were always just very supportive of like anything that i did mm-hmm. if i you know, even if it was something that my parents may not have agreed with they were like mm-hmm. you know what let's let you make your mistakes, figure it out. Mm-hmm. We'll be here to support you and, and pick you back up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, the perfect example, obviously, was starting with Gutko. My, mm. my mom, my my dad, my grandparents. Everyone was like, "No one's buying these knives. gonna do that." But, I've, heard but, that. But, I've heard that. I've heard that. That sounds I, familiar. But guess what? I I didn't know that mm-hmm. until like eight months after I was very successful within within the company. Mm. Uh, and I appreciate that so much because nowadays you have a lot of parents mm-hmm. and, and we'd experienced it especially mm-hmm. when we were hiring people at their parents from the jump we're saying oh it's not going to work it's mm-hmm. not going to work and then we're like hey you didn't show up to training and they're like oh yeah I mm-hmm. uh, no, just don't think it's for me it's like yeah you don't think it's for you your parents mm-hmm. don't think it's for you mm-hmm. which sucks because yes. now your parents are cutting you from opportunities that mm-hmm. you're never going to even get a chance to open doors for yourself for. exactly like, if they do it with something as small as that mm-hmm. then who knows what happens later on so i i appreciate my parents so much uh for supporting me and poor decisions and great decisions Mm -hmm. uh and and you know just being the anchor yeah got me to where I am now
0: yeah and I mean honestly we we've been friends for about six years now you know and I didn't even know that about you and the reason why I asked you about like your family history is because what I realized you know going through my experiences and just listening to stories like yourself I'm like damn like your generation like the people that come before you really kind of dictate they
2: they pave that way you know they have that that, that
0: mindset yeah or they do those they have that those skill sets or characteristics that oh okay that makes sense as to why I'm doing what I'm doing so to go back into we'll we'll fast forward into what I want to talk about but since you brought it up what made you want to do Cutco like for me I knew that I wanted to be a sports executive. I wanted to be a business manager, so I knew I needed those skills in order. And I wanted to see if I can actually do sales, if I can actually speak to people, if I can actually hold conversations, if I can actually feel comfortable and confident making phone yeah. calls. Like for you, what was your why? Like,
2: um, I think I think you were far more wiser than I was yeah. at, at the time. Because mm-hmm. for me, uh, my why was. I'm working really, I was working three jobs at the time. I was working at a retail shop, mm-hmm. I was working at a bar, and I was working at a bounce house place. Damn. And and so like, all I knew was just like, I, I like to make Hustle. money. Yeah, I like to make money. I like to buy nice things. I like mm-hmm. to be able to afford the things that I want to afford and do whatever I want to do. But mm-hmm. you know, when you're 18 years old, 19 years old, and you're working all the time, you really don't even have time to like, enjoy those things. Mm-hmm. And so I remember when I, when I got the call to, because uh, I was referred to by a friend that mm-hmm. I knew. Very briefly, right? which, which is crazy. because yeah. that's just how it works. Mm-hmm. You know, she ended up working for only like two months. And was yeah, like for four years. Yeah. Um, but when I went there, my my manager at the time, Beck, mm-hmm. uh, she she didn't even sell me on like what the opportunity was. Mm-hmm. She sold me on what she was trying to do, and mm. all I wanted to do was help her.
0: Mm. So you Which, bought into her vision. I
2: bought into her vision. It was—it wasn't like, oh, this thing is going to help me develop this and open doors yeah. for here, and I can do this and that, and and it was—I'm trying to accomplish this thing. Here's mm-hmm. how I'm going to do it, with or without you. Ah. Uh, and I'd like to do it with you because you seem cool and whatever. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't work out, then it is what it is. And I was like, no, no, no. Like I'm—I'm I'm that guy for you. Like I got mm-hmm. you. Yeah. And the opportunity to make money was, exactly. was there as well. Exactly. Because right? realistically, like it's not sexy. hmm It's not sexy when you when you you know. Oh, I got a job. Like, what are you doing? Like, I'm selling knives. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, selling knives. yeah. You're not selling Lamborghini. Yeah, you're yeah, exactly. You're selling, exactly. You're selling knives. And mm-hmm. it's it's just like, it is what it is. But mm-hmm. in that moment, I was like, You're two years older than I am. Mm-hmm. You have your own business. Exactly. You're building this because you want to get to that point and I want to help you. Mm-hmm. And then we'll figure out the rest. That
0: yeah, moment. yeah. It's just like action and then i worry about the planning because sometimes like you said when you're just trying to figure it out the best way to figure it out is just do something just just take the emotion emotion. yeah and
2: and, you know they always say like don't make don't make a a, you know a decision based on an emotion Mm -hmm. but sometimes like it's those emotions Mm -hmm. that Lead you to the things that you wouldn't do Mm -hmm. if you were thinking logically. Exactly. And that can open other opportunities for you as well. Exactly.
0: And we're biological. Like we have emotions. It's it's natural. It's just a standpoint of understanding. This is just an emotion. It's a brief feeling. It's not a permanent feeling. Exactly. And it's, you know, staying level headed. So to go to back to your point of you saying you work three jobs, you know, you just loved hustling. Honestly, throughout high school, I never worked. I just played basketball. I never had a job until I went to college. I my my mom's mindset was, get into to college, and then I gave you an opportunity, and then I have faith that I gave you a skill set that you can use to be successful. You on the other hand were like, I want to hustle. So like, what was your family's? um like conversations surrounding money like your, the culture of your family around money i think that's a great question mm-hmm. um
2: i remember being in, in this like financial talk and there was people that you know you have the families that don't talk about money mm-hmm. like we don't talk about money. yeah that was mine there's people that are like way too open about their money mm-hmm. or sorry not not they're too open they spend it because we have it right mm-hmm. and there's people that are like super frugal with it right mm-hmm. and you have to have like a healthy balance you have to have mm-hmm. like, a healthy understanding exactly of, of your money and i think my my family, uh, one time, and this, this is kind of a funny story, I remember one time, I think I was probably like, I don't know, 13 at the time, mm-hmm. and my sister was, uh, was five years younger, so she was eight years old, right? Mm-hmm. My parents, like, sit us down in the kitchen, and they're like, we have something to tell you. And we're like, okay, like, what's going on? <laughs> they're like, we're broke. We have no money. <laughs> and and I started crying.
0: Yeah, started that's crying. real, though.
2: I was that's like, real. I was like, oh because, you know, we live yeah. in a nice house, we have a bedroom, yeah. Three and a half mm-hmm. bath, like, you know, living in a in a good mm-hmm. area. Like And how old were you again? I think I was thirteen.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah so you understood. So like you're understanding like what broke means.
2: I understood what broke meant because I understood what broke meant because I remember maybe earlier that year, mm-hmm. it was when Xbox Three Sixty came out mm-hmm. and everyone and their mother was getting the Xbox. Everyone, everyone everyone was getting the Xbox. Mm-hmm. And Christmas Day or uh, Noche Buena, yeah. Christmas Eve, yeah, my yeah, entire 24th. family gets together and my one cousin uh, Baron, mm-hmm. he's we're opening up presents at midnight. Mm-hmm. He opens up a box and it's an Xbox, and I'm like, of course, of course this guy gets yeah, it. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not gonna get it because like yeah. you know I, I I knew that we I knew that my family like did mm-hmm. well, but I you know I didn't know how well. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm I, I'm just not gonna get it. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna get it. And then my my dad comes out of nowhere like brings me a box, and I opened it and it was an Xbox, and even right now like it gives me chills. Yeah. Like, I was in tears. Like I was so damn, so happy. and I was yeah. like, damn. Maybe we do got it. Like yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So then like six months later, like we're broke. And I'm yeah. like, I'll oh, return the
0: yeah. Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> I've changed, I've yeah, changed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like so, I want my bedroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly.
2: So so, uh, so anyway, and then they were like, you know, after they they had their little mm-hmm. their little tease about it, mm-hmm. uh, they um, they were like, oh, we're just kidding, whatever. And mm-hmm. then sure enough, like a couple of poor financial decisions. Like, yeah. We actually did have to like tighten up our belts. Mm-hmm. And so my, my whole thing was always like, I don't want to rely on my parents to pay for my stuff. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm not like a big horoscope guy, mm-hmm. but I take a lot of pride in myself and I take a lot of pride in the things that I purchased mm-hmm. because I worked hard to get to that point point to be able to say like, oh, they didn't help me. You
1: mm-hmm. know?
2: I did it on my own. Mm-hmm. And, and so for me, I remember when I first got my first job, my mom was like, like, what do you want a job for? And I'm like, I just want to have a job. Like exactly. people have jobs and exactly. I want money. I don't want to have to ask you for stuff. Mm-hmm. If I want to go to the movies, I don't want you to be like, oh, well, you know, you already went to the movies. Like... Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, I have the money to go to the movies Yeah. Much again. As I want. Yeah. You know, like mm-hmm. you have money to let me go to the movies once a week. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I wanted at an early age that financial independence, mm-hmm. um, and so I got the first job. And the mom's like, "All right, well," and I'm like, "My friend offered me another job at a different place." And mm-hmm. She's like, "Are you sure you want a second job?" Like at the time too, I was, uh, I, I used to dance, so mm-hmm. I was dancing. I used to sing as well. Like stripper? <laughs> no, 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 I didn't do ballet. I did, yeah. I did everything else. Stripping was just on the weekends. Yeah. Uh, and then and then I also used to sing like mm. in a choir that I sang from when I was in eight, uh, when I was eight years old up until like 16, oh, wow. 17 years old. And so uh, and so she's like, you know, you already kind of have your hands full. You, mm-hmm. know, are you sure you want to do that? I'm like, yeah, I well, Money. Yeah, so like, exactly how the time I went to, I went to a high school where I only went to school from Monday to Thursday mm. So I had Fridays off exactly and I had, that's a blessing Yeah, and so I had extra time and I'm like, why you know, why not fill that time? It's all I got at the retail store. I was working 40 hours. I was exactly like, they were giving me maybe like 15 20 hours I was mm-hmm. 16. So like how much you know, how much time do you want to give Ex- a younger person exactly? You know? um, so I guess in short to answer your mm-hmm. question about like just how much did we know about money? I um, you know my parents were you know they they save money for trips they, mm-hmm. they saved money for the things that were important mm-hmm. uh, we didn't spend you know we didn't spend a lot of money on like a nice tv or mm-hmm. like really nice furniture it was mm-hmm. like we're gonna save so you can afford going on your trip with your choir so that your sister mm-hmm. can afford to do things like that experiences yeah and experiences exactly like we would go on a cruise or mm-hmm. we would, you know go on vacation memories like that. yeah so it was like for me i was like all right well they they know how to spend their money like mm-hmm. and i I don't know how much they have, like yeah, and, and I and you know I don't think it's necessarily appropriate for them to, to mm-hmm. tell you but, exactly, but, but they would tell me about how to save it or how, mm-hmm. how to use it and mm-hmm. things that you know aren't worth it. But if it's worth it in that moment, then do it mm-hmm. you know, because you get one chance exactly. to, get to be
0: here. So like, take advantage of it exactly. Yeah. And this is a good time to take a commercial break. I just think that the uh, I think it turned off? Yeah, I think it died. No way. <laughs> And welcome back to The Credentials. <laughs> so, you know, and continue with the, the conversation. What I do want to ask you, too, is, you know, we did touch upon your relationship, your family's relationship with money a little bit. Did you know any wealthy or rich people growing up? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I You know, I had a, a handful of friends mm-hmm. that, like, I was exposed to their lifestyle mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, like you don't go on a boat like once a year, like you go on a boat like twice a month or, mm.
1: like,
2: or like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, they have nicer cars mm-hmm. or, they, or they go to sporting events like pretty frequently. Like mm-hmm. for me, like going to a heat game was like, a, you know, that hey, was an accomplishment. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, that's I mean, an accomplishment like, to hey, a guess, lot of people. Hey, guess what? We're, going to, we're going to heat game. And, mm-hmm. Like I tell my friend like, Hey, want to come to a heat games? Nah, you know, I've been like five times this, yeah. this month what like, mm-hmm. that that's that's where like that uh perspective kind of changed mm-hmm. right? I, I didn't have too many friends that were like that but mm-hmm. you know uh um yeah i mean
0: that's, that's yeah that's a good question and the reason why i asked too is because i mean to your point i also feel like since you're able to see it and be a
2: part of I it i could be attained like
0: yeah exactly exactly and, and i think that's important for people to see is or here or here and see is that if you just if you've never experienced it or you've never had the chance to have wealthier rich friends if you don't have to have them just go and save up your money to have an experience like you said to go to a heat game go to a dolphin game right. or go to a, a museum and then surround yourself with it and with that one chance of like oh it i ma- touched makes it.
2: Wanna, it makes you want it makes you want to do it again mm-hmm. and, and how do mm-hmm. i get to that point how mm-hmm. do i how am I able to continue mm-hmm. to be exposed to these experiences? Exactly, yeah, exactly. And, I mean, and and I think what's interesting too is mm-hmm. you see kids that go to private schools, mm-hmm. right? Like a lot of those people are end up being successful. Yes, I, I ultimately you're paying for a better education, but at the mm-hmm. same time like all these people that are paying for better education mm-hmm. can afford mm-hmm. the, to pay for this and mm-hmm. they have a lot of money and mm-hmm. they have all these experiences. And so the kids that go to these schools are mm-hmm. like, I never want to not have this. Mm -hmm. So they find a way Mm -hmm. to make sure that they continue that lifestyle throughout Mm -hmm. the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. And
0: I think it's to what you're saying. I don't even think they pay for better education because I would argue you went to what what high school again? Pompano High. I feel like Pompano High probably has a better curriculum than a lot of private schools. I think, in my opinion, when people go to put their kids in private schools, you're paying for that network Mm -hmm. of like you said, there's a statistical favor. Uh, there's the, the statistics are in favor of if you go to this school surrounded by these people, you're going to make friends or connections or acquaintances with successful people. Exactly. Which, as we know, I mean, everything's relationship building, right? Yeah. I always like to point out our story of how we became close, right? I We became close because I saw you as an opportunity to build a connection to get where i wanted to go and it just so happened that in making the connection right by putting myself out there and making or putting myself in the space where you were to make the connection to go i want to go we ended up just becoming genuine friends but that doesn't always have to be the case or nor is that always the case and that's okay either way you know i think it's just to your point of doing that work to get yourself in that situation so in moving forward, um, because you obviously chose being a entrepreneurial hustler as opposed to a college person, what would you say is your learning style? Like, how do you acquire knowledge to still be smart and have common sense?
2: Uh, I think for the most part, like mm-hmm. my the best learning style for me mm-hmm. is. Uh, I, I, I think most of learning from my own mistakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think just like trying things out or mm-hmm. seeing people do it and then just like replicating it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not, uh, maybe I'm more of like an, an audio learner, but I'm not like, uh, I'm not a good reader. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not good at like reading something and, mm-hmm. and creating action from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm better at like saying, okay, well, I see him doing it that way and it works. It's working for him. So mm-hmm. how do I do it that way and just do it also? Mm-hmm. Why not? Plenty of pie to go around for everybody. Yeah. yeah. So it, it it's the same thing, and then, and then and then for me, I mean, even with starting record, it was just kind of like, just, it's always trial and error. Mm-hmm. You know, you make a mistake and make a mistake and make a mistake until you find the solution. You mm-hmm. know? And uh, you know, as cliche as it is, it's like uh, F doesn't stand for failure or L doesn't stand for for loss. It stands for for lessons, mm-hmm. and, and that's how you get to the next step. That's how you mm-hmm. unravel the puzzle that you're trying to put together. You mm-hmm.
1: know? And, yeah.
0: And it's to your point. It's the the mindset right it's the mindset that creates the action Mm -hmm. if it's the mindset oh this is a challenge this is a lesson then you're going to be more willing to give the effort and not really to put too much pressure on yourself on the result which then leads to a better result as opposed to if you're looking at it oh this is a loss right or this is a something daunting then you put yourself in a negative mindset so then it's that much harder.
2: Yeah, and, and it's something you have to condition yourself to, right? Because mm-hmm. people when So how
0: do you condition yourself? Like what do you use to condition yourself to be to put yourself in a good mindset or to be prepared? Because as we know, like sales, being in business is very it's not really talked about or it's not really um expressed a lot, you know, because when business owners, you know, you want to be strong for the team and mm-hmm. set the tone, but If you, when business owners talk to other business owners, they say,
2: yeah, yeah, no, I I agree. I think, I think two things. Number one is eliminating fear, Mm -hmm. right? Like fear is what prevents you from getting to what's on the other side. Mm -hmm. And it's a fear of making a phone call, fear of asking a question, fear Mm -hmm. of a failure, right? Mm -hmm. Like people are scared to do things because of how they'll feel about what it's going to, what could potentially happen or Mm -hmm. potentially could not happen. Mm And people are have that fear to take the first step. Mm-hmm. The second thing is, is just, uh, you know, you just, you're just so used to it that it's just mm-hmm. like, hey, this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's, it's inevitable. Mm-hmm. Not everything is going to go your way ever. Mm-hmm. And when things go your way, you have to appreciate it. And mm-hmm. When things don't go your way, you have to, you have to be aware of it. So mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a self-awareness of like, okay, I know that like, being successful makes me feel some type of way, mm-hmm. and I know that failing makes me feel some type of way. Mm. So I want to feel more of that success, but I know that it's going to take me feeling, you know, not good about it yeah. a couple times to get there. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do I'm going to take those punches, mm-hmm. and then I, I'll i see the light at the end of the tunnel, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when I mean, you work out, like, mm-hmm. it hurts. It hurts to yeah. work out, and it's painful, but exactly. then the results are, like, rewarding. Yeah, and You feel more confident about taking your shirt off. Mm-hmm. You feel more confident about, like, certain things mm-hmm. that it's, like, Pain, different clothes yeah, that, that, that pain is that pain is temporary and mm-hmm. then after that it's you know you reap the benefits and mm-hmm. so yeah that, that's the way that i condition myself i think i think you know in sales and and, mm-hmm. and what we learned one of the biggest things that you that we learned at vector was just like the intangible skills of just like a positive mindset you mm-hmm. know and i'm i personally am just so conditioned to be like a glass half full person yeah that i just i i don't see like people immediately like oh yeah but then this might happen and, mm-hmm. and I never see it that way I'm always like but that could happen exactly like yeah that could happen for sure exactly it's happened to that guy happened to that guy happened yeah. to this guy but what if it didn't happen mm-hmm. and then and then it could be good it could mm-hmm. be really great so it's just mm-hmm. like every every failed opportunity is an opportunity to learn from it and and make it better and fix it
0: exactly so now that you have said that about mindset so your mindset initially with joining Vector was to help, right? Be someone that can help someone else reach their goals. Right. So what transitioned you to go from, I want to help you with your goals to, I want to pursue management and build my team and that type of route.
2: Uh, so from what I, I had mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. um, I, I just, I take a lot of pride. I take a lot of ownership and. Mm-hmm. And being original Mm -hmm. like in creating Mm -hmm. um and not to contradict myself but i see someone that does something and that's cool Mm -hmm. but i'm gonna i'm gonna replicate it but i'm gonna do it my way Mm -hmm. because i want it to be the way that i did it the way that i feel good about Mm -hmm. uh what i what i did and so Mm
1: -hmm.
2: when i decided to go into management i decided to to do it kind of on my own that was like that pride kicking in, where it's like, all right cool like i helped somebody else do it now I'm going to do it mm-hmm. and I'm going to do it better and, I'm, mm-hmm. and I'll figure it out on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, and that's always been, I think that's something that I've struggled with a lot at times too, because I don't do enough to feel like I am being original. Mm. right? Like, like at one point I was like, I, I need to write a song. Like I need to write a song. I need to write mm-hmm. like a up bit. I need to write like mm-hmm. something that I know it's like, I didn't have any influence on it. Like yeah. it was just, it came from me. Like, yeah. it was like my, my thought, yeah. right? Like, even just making authentic, cloak, genuine authentic, authentic, thought. Right? Yeah. yeah, and, and it's like that type of stuff kind of like fuels me. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes it shuts me down because I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not doing it enough. I'm not mm-hmm. being original enough. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which, yeah, Which is, it, it's like a weird internal it conflict. Is. Right? It is.
0: But I think it goes back to your creative brain mm-hmm. and your entrepreneurial background between your mom and your dad's side and the fact that you've been a singer and you play Music, or at least you sing music, right? So you're reading notes, and I think it goes back to all those, com- you know, those factors in that combination. It's like if you had to look at it back and now say, like, "Oh, okay, I was screaming to be and do something successful," but it's like at the same time you also didn't have the template, right? And that goes back to your willingness to avoid the fear. Mm-hmm which then allows you to just try different experiences, which then is putting your mind at ease because it's like, I i right, I'm gonna figure out my creative outlet.
2: Right, exactly, exactly. I'm gonna figure it out.
0: Right. Yeah, so you said, and so continue on, like, so you said that you, um, to recap, you uh, wanted to do it on your own, right. trying to find a creative thought, and then what made, what was the turning point from you Trying it to like being good at it.
2: Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, repetition and just practice mm-hmm. and like like that—that's what helped me be good at it. Mm-hmm. But I think what eventually like really fueled me and what, what really motivated me mm-hmm. was the idea of like building, mm-hmm. right? And it's and, and that's what like sparked the interest of like building my own business. Right? Mm-hmm. Like I could build it here. I could build it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, creating something from scratch again, creating something that's original. Mm-hmm. Um, what motivated me too is was just like the people that i was working with people that i was influencing the people that i could see walk in the door as this person and i knew what that opportunity could do for them and mm-hmm. how they could leave and how many doors it would open for them later on mm-hmm. so like motivating what motivated me was like the connections that i was creating mm-hmm. and the people that i was able to like impact and and influence to get them to the point where i was and then beyond you mm-hmm. know obviously like it's cool at this point still getting phone calls or text messages saying like yo by the way like you know thank you so much exactly that was like that was crazy for me you mm-hmm. know? Like, that changed my life Or that yeah or that, that really put things into perspective for me you mm-hmm. know I, my parents worked nine to five jobs all their lives and that opportunity like opened my eyes of i never want to do that mm-hmm. you know? like i don't want to live my life for the next mm-hmm. 40 years punching in and punching out mm-hmm. and it made me realize that i wanted to start my own business and here i am doing you know xyz right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So I I think I think that like the
0: people and, mm-hmm. and
2: that aspect of it like really motivated
0: me at that point. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes to your point of the opportunity of the sales opportunity and how it impacted you to make you see more, mm-hmm. and how the sales opportunity, if as a youth, you know, high school, college, if you're exposed to it at that age. You're able to realize that there is more because
2: yeah, as soon as soon as you're exposed to rejection mm-hmm. And as soon as you know how to as soon as you become numb to rejection mm-hmm. It al- it, al- it allows you like you just unlock the next level mm. to life Where now life it doesn't matter. Yeah, like nothing uh-huh. matters anymore. You mm-hmm. can do anything mm-hmm. And if someone says like no, mm-hmm. no, thank you. Yeah, not interested. All right. Yeah Right or because when you first start off, you're like
0: yeah that's a fact they, they hate me you take it personally i called you it's so never, at my first appointment yeah, i was like oh i suck i yeah, can't do it it's never that's personal it. mm-hmm. it's never you mm-hmm. it's
2: that person it's that that timing mm-hmm. it's it's their mindset mm-hmm. right uh and at the end of the day like not everything that you're selling is for everyone everyone you know exactly and, and what makes you a good salesperson is believing in it mm-hmm. is, is believing in mm-hmm. it. and for me it was like it's a no-brainer yeah like, why why would, why would you say yeah. no to me? But if you say no to me, like, that's your loss. Exactly. That's on you because, A, you don't get to meet me. Yeah. <laughs> and, B, like, yeah. now you're missing out on something that is going to be very good for you. Yeah. And, yeah. and that goes with whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, even, even when we started Wreck It too, it's like I tell people about it, and they're like, oh, yeah, no one's going to do that. Or, mm-hmm. Why would someone spend money to, like, break their phone? Like, all right, hey, it's not for you. No mm-hmm. worries. You don't, mm-hmm. to, you don't have to shoot my idea down. Like, yeah. that's okay. I offered it to you. Yeah. And if you don't think it's for you, like, yeah that, that,
0: that's okay but do you have friends or do you have family members yeah, always. or always. hey do you have a business that may be yeah. interested right yeah. so all right let's speed it up so, since you uh mentioned it already you did vector so what made you transition from vector management to eventually coming up with this idea yeah
2: so uh in 2016 mm-hmm. i i was a like, going to go full-time and not full-time, but I was already full-time. I was Mm going to go into a district office, which means I would be in charge of like a franchise, like a franchise Okay, and 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 have my own Mm -hmm. own office. Uh, and I just had a a change of heart. Mm I, uh, the people were great. The opportunity was great. Mm -hmm. Uh, at the time, my mentality was, I don't want to keep Building something over and over and over and over, mm-hmm. and that's that's what I was mm-hmm. experience. That's what I experienced mm-hmm. in those three and a half years. Yeah, because of the situation that I was in. Right? Yeah, um,
1: it's, 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 seasonal, it's it's a seasonal. It's a seasonal. Op- thing, it's a right? seasonal thing. So it's, yeah. al- it's always building. It's mm-hmm. always building. It's always mm-hmm. building.
2: And and I, and I get that. Like yeah. that, that's fine. But in that moment, it wasn't for me. Yeah, I was like, I need, I need something else. And not only that, I became a little bit more selfish. And I was mm-hmm. like, I want to do something that's gonna that my uh, my direct actions are mm-hmm. going to uh, affect my direct results, mm-hmm. so I decided that I wanted to go into real estate. Okay. So, um, I I got my real estate license. I, I left there in in November. I think I got my real estate license in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, for six months, I literally did
1: nothing. Mm-hmm. I
2: uh, and and I don't mean like nothing like within real estate. I didn't even work. Yeah. Uh, because I had like a lot of money saved up. Yeah. And I was like, hey. I don't mm-hmm. need to work. I got I got twenty K, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And so before you continue on how you got the idea, that goes into my point. At that point, at that point in time, right? Because you're seeing a lot of money relative to you, mm-hmm. right? Relative to the normal quote unquote normal kid. Yeah, the, young no, the adult. normal twenty one year old. Yeah.
2: Normal twenty one year old leaves college with 40k in debt Debt, yeah i'm 21 years old leaving my college experience with twenty thousand dollars plus my bank account
0: exactly so at that point what value did you assign to money and like what did money represent to you
2: um i the thing is i worked so much Mm -hmm. that i didn't have an opportunity to like really spend the money Mm -hmm. um when i traveled it was the company's dollar mm-hmm. uh when i went out for dinners and stuff like that it was with the company mm-hmm. um the only th- the biggest expense i ever had was like buying buying a new car mm-hmm. uh i yeah i ended up getting like uh at least a kia optima which mm-hmm. at the time was like fish, call, know, the yeah. NBA. Yeah, fish <laughs> call the nba yeah uh and it was really nice i mean it was yeah. a really nice car and i was like oh uh, you know big shy mm-hmm. you know, spending 240 bucks a month on my car payment whatever this mm-hmm. the other and uh and so and so when I when I left, I was like, oh, I have a lot of money, mm-hmm. right? And a smart person that had gone to college, or that's
0: not true because a lot of people. I speak for myself. When I graduated undergrad, I, that's people don't think like, oh, well, I'm gonna use this smartly. Yeah, you well, know what I'm then, saying?
2: Okay, so then maybe not smart, but a more um, aware, a knowledgeable, person, a more knowledgeable person. Would have, would have said, all right, you got your real estate license. You mm-hmm. have $20,000 saved up. Mm-hmm. You're 21 years old. Mm-hmm. Dude, buy, buy property. Make some investments. Yeah. Buy a property. Buy some stocks. Mm-hmm. Do something with it, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll never blame my parents for anything, but I I when I reflect on this moment, mm-hmm. I think about my grandpa, who always talks about, like, you should invest, you should invest, you should invest mm-hmm. in that moment. You know, they didn't I, ring I, I didn't, it didn't get, ring a bell. I didn't get a single like, hey, by the way, like what the hell are you doing? Like mm-hmm. you have all this money, like let's figure out how to allocate it. Let's mm-hmm. let's do let's let it grow. Like let's do something and instead it was just mm-hmm. sitting in my bank account, right? Mm-hmm. And as it was sitting there, I was spending it, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: On traveling, on you know, mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, I'll, I'll fast forward. I got my I, I ended up, I started working out for a brokerage. Mm-hmm. Um didn't really put in the time that I needed to get good at, at what it was. Mm-hmm. And it's easy when you're not seeing success, you get unmotivated. Exactly. Um, I met someone, I was introduced to someone who became my mentor, who was very successful in, in the real estate industry. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I started learning a lot. I was learning mm. a lot from him. Uh, but at the same time, I wasn't doing much. Mm. And, I, and I didn't leave a place where, I wasn't able to build on my own to mm-hmm. go somewhere to build somebody else's dream, right? Mm-hmm. And so I got a little bit frustrated with that and I ended up leaving,
1: mm-hmm. right? And,
2: and and leaving, it kind of like set me back a little bit more because I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, cool. Now I have to do this on my own again and I need more help. So exactly. It was kind of like a, an error on my part. Yeah. Around that time, my sister was working at the Apple store mm-hmm. and she, uh, she comes home one day and she's like, dude, I'm... Gonna, like snap a computer mm-hmm. over my knee one of these days, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm like it's whatever, it's stress, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, my friend. Uh, we we were talking, and he said, there's there's a place where you can actually do something like that. Like you can break stuff, like recreate, like for fun, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, she's like, I I uh, I, I mean, like that sounds pretty cool, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, it does sound cool. Like, is there one around here? I don't know. So go online, mm-hmm. click. click uh, not a single one like the, wow. the closest one. I think was maybe in atlanta. Then there's one in dallas one in vegas one in toronto mm-hmm. One in dubai. Oh, okay. Yeah, there was like maybe select but maybe, major cities Maybe like 10. Yeah in the world, Yeah, In the world.
0: And all big cities. Yeah bigger cities. Exactly. Yeah
2: And so i'm like, dude, we gotta We gotta move on this right? mm-hmm. and, and my best friend uh connor him and I and this is throughout like the two years between leaving vector mm-hmm. and Working, you know, here and there in real estate, doing my traveling, whatever. Mm-hmm. And April fifth, right? mm-hmm. him and I had always talked about starting a business together. We mm-hmm. we made and just to kind of like stimulate my brain, I made like three different business plans. We made one for like a wine subscription company, mm-hmm. not wine, but like um, like alcohol paraphernalia. Okay, right? yeah. So it would be like a like subscription mugs. box that yeah you, yeah, you would get like two craft beers, uh, okay. a bottle of wine, yeah, a wine opener, it would mm-hmm. be a decanter, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it was, and. Uh, get, all in one yeah exactly and you would get that like every three months or something mm-hmm. for a subscription i thought you know mm-hmm. whenever we did a whole business plan for i did a whole business plan for like a paddle boarding company uh i whole, remember that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i remember for, that our whole t-shirt thing mm-hmm. so it, you know we were always like trying to scheme to like exactly what, what are we going to start what are we going to create exactly right? and so i told my sister i'm like hey look connor and i like we've talked about starting a business together i know he would be down to do this like we got to mm-hmm. get him in on it and so we mm-hmm. call him he's like dude that's an awesome idea like we we should do this, right? Exactly. So we come up with the idea like April, mm-hmm. I think, 2nd, something like that. Mm-hmm. And by- April 2nd, what? What year? 2018. Okay. Uh, by April, like 25th, mm-hmm. we signed a lease mm. for, for- Action. Yeah, for Wreck-It. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and 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 you know, I think at the time we were like, oh, what should we call it? Like, smash it or like break it, <laughs> destroy it. Yeah. And I thought I thought wreck it was the most appropriate, mm-hmm. maybe because of Wreck It Ralph. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And B, it's just it's what you're doing. Value. You. Yeah. What? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And be, it's just what you're doing. You're wrecking it. Like exactly. Just wrecking it, right? Exactly. And so, without any idea of like how to legitimately, legally start a business, mm-hmm. we're like, let's just lease a place, yeah, and then we'll figure it out, mm-hmm. right? Like that's that, that that's really up until this point been our mantra. Like mm-hmm. let's just let's just do it, do it, and then we'll figure it. Yeah, out. The, the, like ready, ready. Get fire in the aim. field, get right? on the field. Exactly, the the ready fire aim mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, so that so. I, I quickly learned that we need to do an LLC. We need to open mm-hmm. a bank account. Mm-hmm. We need to go on, on Sunbiz and register our name on there. Okay. We have to start a website. Okay. We have to create our our profit margins. We have okay. to figure out how we're going to get our inventory. Okay. We got to do like this laundry list of things. That at the time Connor's working a full time job, my sister is working at Apple part time. But mm-hmm. you know, it's a big commitment. Yeah, I mean she has to physically be somewhere. Yeah. And I'm doing real estate, and I believe at the time I may have been. Yeah, I, w- I was valet. I was mm. I was doing ballet. Okay. Um, Everyone's hustling. Everyone's hustling. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're we're all working. And and throughout the time that I was like getting the ball rolling with real estate, mm-hmm. I worked ballet. I, w- I, I did um, uh, I I worked as a food runner. Mm-hmm. Right. And and to me, like taking. So my, you
0: were the original DoorDash. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> taking taking jobs like those were kind of like a, a gut punch because I yeah. was coming from a, a job where I was making really good money, mm-hmm. and then I was like, I I shouldn't be. Working yeah, in a restaurant, right? And, and it, re- it really humbled So,
0: me. So off that point, how did you handle your financial hardship in the sense that it's not a hardship as far as, hey, I had everything and now I'm living on the streets, yeah. but it was it is a financial hardship yeah. as far as I was successful, I was profitable, right. I was really making really good money, and now I'm DoorDash and and figuring it out and struggling again right. i'm not the expert no more exactly. now i'm the novice so how exactly. did you like work yeah, through that
2: uh, i mean you know it's I, I i don't i mean i've never been to a therapist or psychiatrist mm-hmm. or whatever so i don't know if i've ever had depression mm-hmm. uh but i've had a lot of lack of motivation yeah and and so when you when you get to the point where you see your money going down like mm-hmm. and twenty thousand dollars is not a lot
0: Mm-hmm. It's a lot of money, but when relative 20, though. Relative,
2: yeah. But again, when you're 21, yeah. you don't really have a lot of expenses. Context, it's yeah, like it is a lot of money. Yeah. Right? So all of a sudden, like my bank account gets down to like eight thousand, and I'm like, yo, I gotta figure something out here. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go get a job at, mm-hmm. at a restaurant because. Mm-hmm. This real estate thing, like it, I'm building it, mm-hmm. and it's not gonna happen overnight. And at some point, like I will start making good money from it, but I need, I, I, I can't get, let my money be completely depleted. Exactly. So I started working at, at a restaurant, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh man, this, like, this sucks. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I, I, I never imagined myself like regressing to this point, right? Mm-hmm. And I hated it, and I was like, I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. And from the restaurant, I met someone that um, worked at valet, and he's like, dude, come valet cars super easy, mm-hmm. make good money, cash, whatever. I'm like all right, so I started doing that, and and it was just like, it was very humbling because I'm mm-hmm. like, damn, I was at a certain point, I'm here now, but you gotta do what you gotta do. Exactly. At the end of the day, like you have to do, what you have to do, and you can't just sit and wait for something to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to create action, mm-hmm. and that action of working somewhere that I would never imagine myself working made me like. Made me so hungry to mm-hmm. get the hell out of there mm-hmm. and be like, I want to see this in my rearview mirror and never think about it ever again because mm-hmm. this is not where I should be and it's not where I'm going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we when we started Wreck-It, mindset, yeah. So when we started wreck it, uh, I think I had maybe like five thousand dollars in my account mm-hmm. and I needed to put in like twenty five hundred. All right. Here it goes. Like, mm-hmm. I'm you know, and, and I have a $600 car payment at, mm-hmm. at the time as well. Damn. So I, so from
1: 240, yeah. 600. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cause then
2: I, yeah. Cause I thought it was a fucking big shot. Yeah. I'm like, let me, let me go get an Audi. <laughs> I'm like, it's fine. I got it. Like I'm in real estate now. I'm going to start making like bank, uh-huh. you know, you, need, that's real though. Yeah. You need it. Ni- yeah, like, like you need a nicer car because mm-hmm. I look like I'm 12. Mm-hmm. And so when I pull up to someone that wants me to show them a $500,000 home or a million dollar home, they don't want to trust someone that looks like a kid mm-hmm. with, their, with their, or at least that's what, that's your. Mo- tell you, that's the, thing, the yeah. thing. is, the thing is, I didn't want to believe that, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, it. It's okay. True. Unfortunately, it is. True. Okay. I mean, there's only so much that you can do mm-hmm. that prevents like these, like uh, unless unless that person knows you, not even familiar. Unless that person was in your shoes mm. and that person went through what you went mm. through, they're not going to give you the time of day. Mm. Okay. Because. If, if they did go through that stuff, they'd be like, it's fine. You look yeah. that, I was. I also look like yeah. that. Don't worry. I, I understand. I, I know you're still smart yeah, yeah. or whatever. And mm-hmm. I know, I know you, you're not going mm-hmm. to screw me over. Mm-hmm. But if there's someone that, like, never went through that struggle, mm-hmm. like, always look their mm-hmm. age or whatever it is, mm-hmm. they, they, they judge you. People mm-hmm. prejudge. Yeah, and, and, that's and, true. And, and it, it is that's what it, it is. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right, well, if I have a nicer car, I, I'm going to dress in a, in a suit. Like, mm-hmm. I have no facial hair. So, mm-hmm. like, that doesn't help me. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, maybe that that will mean something. And, mm-hmm. and for what it's worth, like it did help in certain situations, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, but, uh, anyway, so I have, I have this car payment, I have $5,000 to my name. I put like $2,500 in, mm-hmm. I have pretty much like seven car payments as my, you know, as, oh, wow. like in, in my bank account. Right? Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like, yeah. Like yeah. For the next seven Yeah. Months. And meanwhile, lineup, yeah. I'm like still working this valet job. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm like, no, like we're, we're going to make wreck it happen. I mean, it would have been asinine for me to be like, I'm going to start making money off of Wreck-It immediately. Like, mm-hmm. It just that doesn't happen. Right? Mm-hmm. And realistically, our, our margins and like that type of stuff wouldn't have allowed it to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the biggest challenges in starting wreck mm-hmm. was that this business doesn't exist. Exactly. It doesn't exist. So when you go down to Oakland Park City Hall and you're like, I'm trying to start a rage room. They're like, what the fuck is a rage room? Mm-hmm. And you're like, it's a place where you come break stuff for fun. And they're like, all right, well, what's the category? And mm-hmm. I'm like... I don't know, amusement, like mm. entertainment, yeah, whatever, right? And so little did I know, even being in real estate, there's a something called zoning. Mm. And so what is zoning? Zoning means that there's certain areas, uh-huh. like certain blocks mm-hmm. that are specifically designed for a certain category for certain things, right? Mm. So like for example, the street that I live, the corners are only designed for multifamily homes. So uh, duplexes, triplexes, multiplexes. Okay. If you want to tear it down and put like a two-story house, It's not allowed. Ah, okay. The zoning and planning of the city decides what's going to go where. So in in the area that we got our first location, that we Mm -hmm. had already signed a lease, we paid first last security on it, the city tells us, hey, by the way, this zoning is exclusively for industrial. Wow. Which means industrial is like uh, manufacturers, mechanics, Mm -hmm. um, storage. Junkyard. Junkyard. Stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, oh, that's – that's awesome. Like, we just decided to open up an amusement place in a place where yeah. people are fixing their cars. <laughs> yeah. Right? So I'm like, well, this really sucks because mm-hmm. we put money into this. We've already got our, not at this point, we've got our business, mm-hmm. not our business license, but we got, like, our SunBiz stuff. We opened mm-hmm. up our bank accounts. We have money in there. Mm-hmm. And so we're, like, well, we're basically losing money already. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we've already we've already lost, like,
1: money. Mm-hmm.
2: So we've got to figure this out. Like, how how are we going to make this happen? And this was this is the first challenge. The first big obstacle that we're, like, mm-hmm. You know don't freak out Mm -hmm. but this might already end yeah you know yeah and so uh so anyway we i go back and forth with a buddy of mine who is now our lawyer Mm -hmm. and uh and he's like look man here's the list of categories of things that you could be in something like this Mm -hmm. if you can somehow convince them that you are any of these things then we we might have a case here Mm. and i'm looking through i'm looking through i'm looking through and i see art studio
1: Mm. and i'm
2: like okay well art is very convoluted exactly right it can mean literally anything anything. yeah so i'm like how do we make this this, is technically art right this is art yeah this (laughs) is art so so how do we make how do we make wreck it Mm -hmm. Mm coexist with an art studio so i called my buddy from high school Mm -hmm. that i've known since 10th grade and i'm like hey man um we're talking about business place where you come break stuff for fun he's like dude that's sick i'm in whatever you're doing i'm Mm -hmm. in and i'm like i need i need you to do a mural for us Mm -hmm. because we need to be an art studio and uh, the, I, mean, I think that's the only way. And and this is going to be a form of art. It's going to mm. be art therapy. We're going to have people throw mm. paint. I, I don't mm. know. Like, exactly. Whatever, right. Exactly. But what we have to say? So we felt the application. Adjusted to we, the you know, we situation. The application. Right. We felt the application. We put art studio. I submit it. Mm-hmm. I. Like three weeks. They're like Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get back to you. We'll get back to you. We'll get back to you. stuff Something mm-hmm. like this takes a long time. It's at the bottom of our list. Blah, blah, blah. It's not really that important. We're not putting a lot of money into it. It's not mm-hmm. like in a, it's not like in a really profitable area mm-hmm. where they're like, oh shit, like we need to make, we need to get them in there immediately. Yeah. It's going like, to boost up the gonna, revenue. Yeah. It's going to boost yeah. the revenue of the city. Like yeah. they're like, okay, whatever. Yeah.
0: Right. You're literally Gilbert Arenas, like you're the first scoring point guard. So it's like, scoring point guard, you know what I'm saying? So like, you're making it up. Yeah, 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 you're making it up as you go. Yeah.
2: So so I'm like I'm like, this is it. Like this Mm -hmm. is literally what will determine whether or not we can go into business. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: After going back and forth, finally they call us and they're like, you're approved. Mm -hmm. And it was just like the biggest sigh of relief. So June fifteenth, we have our launch party. We invite. Mm -hmm hundred of our closest friends mm-hmm. and we we basically did like a, uh, a bunch of like raffles and stuff like that to raise money. Mm-hmm. Um, and then August seventeenth our official our official launch day. Mm. Um, and, and and actually now that I'm remembering June fifteenth was before we were even
0: approved. Juneteenth. Yeah. June wow. June-teenth, yeah, Okay, yeah. so you blew, we, blew yeah, me that again. Yeah, exactly. okay, okay. <laughs> so, so yeah,
2: so we basically threw a launch party before we even knew that we were gonna be able to mm-hmm. officially open. And when we got the green light, we were like, all right, we're business August mm-hmm. 17th. Put out some ads. Mm-hmm. Immediately started getting calls. And we're like, oh my God.
0: Like, people, <laughs> this is, people is working. Wanna, yeah, people want to break crazy. shit yeah, and leave yeah, happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People want to, people want to spend money mm-hmm.
2: to break things and then
1: leave. Mm-hmm. And then be what happy. A, whoa, what a
2: concept. What mm-hmm. a concept. I mean, I'm telling you, I told so many people about this mm-hmm. and obviously like my enthusiasm was like, oh yeah, yeah. like they were like, oh yeah, it's going to work. But mm-hmm. they're like, yeah no one's coming to break stuff for
0: fun Mm -hmm.
2: like why i could do i could do my backyard exactly i heard i heard that so many times like why would i do that i could do my backyard really
0: but not everyone has a backyard
2: yeah and people have neighbors Mm -hmm. we're gonna call the cops exactly because they'll think it's domestic violence or something exactly can't break stuff on the side of the road because you'll get arrested for it like
0: there's dogs in the grass come on
2: right exactly yeah they're little paws yeah so so anyway so so we end up launching um we didn't get off to like the best start obviously mm-hmm. at the time 2018 no one even knows rage rooms exist exactly I mean, it's kinda like if you want a chinese restaurant you type in where do i find chinese food? yeah and it pops up mm-hmm. but no one is on google searching where can i go break things for fun because exactly no one knows that that exists like even now even now it's still a niche thing i mean I'll, I'll get to this later but the reason why i think now it's become get so to it now is because you have all these tv shows like the bachelor you have tv shows like working moms mm. uh spanish tv shows you have uh influencers like the kardashians or david dobrik or will smith who okay. have been to these places ah. and have shown it on their
0: oh okay and their platform know, on their shows or their mm-hmm. platform mm-hmm. and
2: then people are like wait a second this there's is there's a it? place you can yeah. make stuff for fun." <laughs> yeah oh look one right next to my house yeah and then and then we book mm-hmm. i mean the, the amount of times i'm like oh how'd you hear about us and they're like Watching the, I was watching the Bachelor. <laughs> and I'm like, it's perfectly normal. Yeah. You're not the first,
0: not the last. Yeah, first. yeah. So I think your story is a testament of, you know, they always say, life, uh, everything happens like it's meant to be, right? Mm-hmm. Or everything happens for this reason. And I'm always like, well, people forget to finish that saying, and it's always based on the actions and choices that you make because it can easily has been it was meant for you to you all to never start this because you have that one obstacle and that's like oh man, like you said, going back, you were always glass half full so when you saw the obstacle you're like, oh, I'm so close to getting to where I need to go right. instead of being a glass half empty and being like that's the obstacle damn it wasn't meant to be All right, yeah. everyone wrap everything up right
2: you well, know and, and, and the other the other mentality and the other thing that I just like always remember is, Mm-hmm. Just failure is just not an option.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: It's not, like, we're going to make this happen. I don't know how it's going to happen, mm-hmm. but it will happen mm-hmm. because I've already talked about it. And mm-hmm. There's no way I'm going to say, oh, yeah, that one thing that uh, no, no, I said mm-hmm. didn't, didn't
1: work out. Mm-hmm.
2: No, like, it's going to work out. It'll always, it will always work mm-hmm. out because you get what you want. Exactly. And, and, and if you have any say in it, then it will happen.
0: Exactly. And I think it also, to add to your point, is just a matter of it's not... That failure won't happen, it's just you won't let that be the end result,
2: yeah, exactly, you exactly. That, 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 that's what I mean by
0: that, yeah. You just like failure is a part of everything, you know. This podcast is not perfect, this show, whatever you want to call it, is not perfect. Every time when someone goes to wreck something, they're not gonna hit it correctly, you know. They might be like me, hit this tree stump instead of the bottle, <laughs> Three times <in> a row. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, but it's like. I didn't, at the end of the day, I still hit the bottle because I didn't want failure to be the end result. Right. You know, I'm not going to let something stop me from accomplishing my goal. It's just, I think it goes back to another thing, you know, patience and resilience. So how do you build those two, like those two skills or characteristics? How have you built them?
2: I, I mean, my, my personality mm-hmm. uh, doesn't really allow- me to be patient mm-hmm. I, like i want things now mm-hmm. um i always want to like, just, mm-hmm. like i don't want to wait I, mm-hmm. I i say that i like building but i don't like the process of building
0: mm-hmm. that's real you know,
2: like I, I i don't want to learn how to play the violin i just want to know how to play the violin mm-hmm. right and i for that reason i'll never learn how to play the yeah i, <laughs> I yeah. want to learn how to speak italian i just want to like boom i know Italian. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Parmigiano>. <laughs> yeah. and so like and, and so I, I think mm-hmm. patience is something that you don't really learn. It's just mm-hmm. forced. Mm-hmm. And it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, there's only so much that you can do to get to where you want to be as fast as you want to get there. Mm-hmm. And inevitably, like, it's, it's all time. Mm-hmm. You, just have to, you just have to wait on it, and, and the time will come when it does. Mm-hmm. As far as resilience goes, um, if you're passionate about something enough and, mm-hmm. and you know your why, Figure it out you mm-hmm. always figure it out and and, that, and again that's just been our mantra it's mm-hmm. been our mantra and i will tell you this it, it only gets you so far right okay exactly because now where we're at two and a half years later we can't afford to just figure it out mm-hmm. right there's certain things that we have to that are, needs to be calculated mm-hmm. because a, a mistake that we might make or mm-hmm. a risk that we would have taken before where whatever like mm-hmm. it'll it'll work out mm-hmm. could be a little bit more costly now mm-hmm. right because we have um we have a lot more business like yeah we have a lot more things that a lot of people that are counting on us mm-hmm. and a lot of appointments that are already booked ahead of time mm-hmm. so it's like maybe like we want to take these risks but they have to be
0: more calculated risk yeah, so. yeah yeah so and going back to resilience and you know perseverance is there like books podcasts music or something of that nature that you think s- helps aid you in that. So it died again. But check on that? it died when, right before you got into the. Um, so I have two more questions 25 and 26. Mm-hmm. <clears throat>
2: um, I, I think there's not many, I don't really read a lot of books. Mm-hmm. I don't read any books at all. Uh, in fact, mm-hmm. this year my goal is to start reading. I don't mm-hmm. wanna, don't wanna I want to start off with like even just four books Mm -hmm. uh, this year, just you know, because you set a goal that's too high, and then you're like, oh, I didn't do Mm -hmm. enough. So I think Mm -hmm. four is like attainable.
0: Anyway, um, even just one. Yeah,
2: even just one. Realistically, (laughs) (laughs) I can't even tell you last. Real talk.
0: Yeah, me too. Real talk. Um,
2: Because I I I'd rather listen, and Mm -hmm. not to say like reading is a waste of time. It's not. But but I'd rather like be driving Mm -hmm. and be listening to a podcast, Mm -hmm. versus like sitting down Mm -hmm. in my living room where when I could be doing like. Other things, either socially mm-hmm. or even working, where mm-hmm. I'm just like an hour just went by me watching or like reading a book. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I don't really watch too much TV. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's like you could be like, oh, well, you watch an hour of TV. How come mm-hmm. you can't watch an, or read an, yeah. an hour? Like, it just, I, yeah, even that, yeah, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't do that either. Yeah. Um, But, but I, I, what I will say is one of the things that I, I do give a lot of credit to is uh, a podcast mm-hmm. called uh, How I Built This by NPR. Mm-hmm. And I think there's several. Like i said i listened to on there from the chipotle one uh airbnb mm. 1-800 got junk mm. uh toms where there were just like little bits and pieces that that like spark things right mm. like, little light bulbs like, mm. i i can't pinpoint and in that moment i didn't pinpoint necessarily like oh my god like i took this away from it mm-hmm. but i think there were things that they said at, at the time that mm-hmm. at some point i i was i thought maybe it was like an original idea of mine i was like oh no like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but what what I will say is one of the things that I learned from that from all of those podcasts mm-hmm. that seems to have just been a consistent factor mm-hmm. is they all said that they all had like a little bit of luck. Mm. And 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 it's funny because it's like oh well you know, luck is intangible. Exactly. Like it's, 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 you can't you can't say like oh we're gonna get lucky like mm-hmm. at some point we're gonna get lucky. Like yeah. You have to and people say oh well you create your own luck and it's just. It just happens i remember listening to the mark cuban one and, and mm-hmm. it's like i got lucky because i just figured that this might work and then it just did right mm. and and there's there's a, a famous quote by uh, uh i think it's seneca and mm-hmm. and, and oprah said it it's okay. it's it's luck is preparation meeting opportunity mm. and i think that's so true because i mean you know if an opportunity presents itself but you're not prepared for that moment exactly you're not going to seize it Exactly, it's all the work that you put in and then that opportunity just coming around and you're like, oh, wait a second. There it
0: is. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. And then that
2: catapults you to the next thing Mm -hmm. and that helps you become, you know, what you were or helps you accomplish what it was that you were trying to
1: accomplish. And and I'll tell you what,
2: we've, we've had a lot of of those lucky moments. here, Mm -hmm. And it was because of the position that we had put ourselves in that allowed us to be able to Mm -hmm. like capture that moment and call it Mm -hmm. luck. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and I I can give you some examples of that, but, uh, yeah, I mean,
0: that's... Well, give us one example of a lucky situation with Wreck-It outside of you telling us how you got lucky to basically find a category to fit your business in so where you could be, you know, have that commercial zone space. But besides that, what's another, one more lucky situation would you say? Uh,
2: Another lucky situation... And 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 maybe this isn't so much luck, mm-hmm. uh, but it's kind of going back to the whole like figuring it out thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were in a twelve hundred square foot warehouse in our first location, because mm-hmm. um, you know, we're recording this from from our, our newer location. Mm-hmm. We've been here since twenty nineteen now, mm-hmm. um, and our first location was twelve hundred square feet. Half of it was storage; the other half was the lobby and the actual room, mm-hmm. and half of that. Was the actual room? Right? Yeah. So was, I remember it was 300 square feet. <laughs> yeah. Of you know raid room, mm-hmm. and realistically you could fit maybe four people in there, mm-hmm. like not even comfortably. Yeah. Okay. And so we had people that were calling us saying, "Hey, we want to come with eight people." It's like, all right, well, how do we make this work? Right? Mm-hmm. Do we split up the group? If we split up the group, and then now we're we're wasting more time where we could be, you know, filling these slots. So we're like, all right, what we could do is we'll have a this this side door open, mm-hmm. so four people. Will be kind of in the hallway while mm-hmm. four people are in the actual room and then they'll mm-hmm. rotate right mm-hmm. and then one day we get a phone call and they say hey uh you know we want to do a corporate event there's 16 of us you know uh can you make that happen mm-hmm. and i think it might have been a month where we we're like a little bit like we might have been a little bit slower mm-hmm. and i'm like guys we can't we can't miss out on this yeah we have we have to we have to make this happen mm-hmm. uh mind you the location that we're in also had no parking yeah this back warehouse area kind of even sketchy to like get back <laughs> like i would i would come to the front i would come to like the street side mm. to people like hey we're over here like oh just come with me this is normal <laughs> yeah i right? guess some people were driving back there, yeah. they're like what what the yeah fuck where's there even street this, lights yeah and the, uh i think there was like maybe one, one. and mm-hmm. like we were in this little like warehouse plaza where in two of the warehouses like people literally lived out of them mm-hmm. and the other ones were like Almost like a perfume shop. and it was like a vintage thing. But there was all storage, you know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we don't have any parking. Mm-hmm. So this, this this company calls. Hey, want to come with sixteen people? You know, can you accommodate? And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my God, uh, yes, mm-hmm. we can. Uh, what we can do, what a lot of people do when they, mm-hmm. when they come here, is uh, with a group like this, is eight people will do the session, and the other eight people. Mm. Uh, we'll go down uh, to a bar like nearby, mm-hmm. uh, and you know they'll get drinks. And when they're done, then they just swap. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, people do that. I'm like, yeah, 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 they do that all the time. Literally, have never done that. that the first <laughs> time that I even thought about it. And she's like, oh my god, that'd be perfect. Like, we're mm-hmm. big fans of that of that bar anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, that'll be fine. I'm like, cool. Mm-hmm. Make sure that people carpool from you know, for, if you want, you know, if everyone should meet there, yeah. And then carpool, you know, just just to save, mm-hmm. you know, whatever time because. Yeah. I didn't want people to like show up eight of them in eight separate cars. And mm-hmm. then there's not enough parking. And exactly. It's like, this is ruining the experience. And exactly. Reviews and, and, and at the end of the day, you know, we're starting a business that no one really has any expectations for. So mm-hmm. realistically, like no one's going to be like, Oh, well, this is what I was, this is how it should have been. Like, mm-hmm. no, it isn't. You don't know what it should have been because exactly. it's brand new. Exactly. Um, so we, we ended up pulling it off
0: mm-hmm. and, and it was
1: like, it was at that point too
2: that we're, we're like, all right, we need a bigger
0: spot. Yeah. And I think going back to your to your quote, right, with uh, preparation meeting opportunity, what's the preparation part in this in this story? It's the fact that you've had uh, a sales skill set. You know, I remember that sounds like a typical vector conversation. You know, everyone's getting this set. Yeah, this is the set for all the home home moms. Right. Oh, you like to really cook? Oh, this is your set. This yeah. is the set for all the. You know the skilled uh at home masseuse yeah. i mean well, not masseuse and, but chefs but you and, know what i'm saying and,
2: and here's the thing too i remember, I remember telling the story to people and they're like oh well you're just like you're just a good bullshitter and my response is i'm i'm not a good bullshitter mm-hmm. i'm good at improvising mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, exactly i'm good at making sure that something that could be good doesn't slip away exactly and i'm going to say or do whatever i need to to capitalize on that moment
0: exactly and it's Mm -hmm. you're still creating a positive experience right you know what I'm saying it's like you said you're not BSing it's more of you're creating an alternate solution to your problem right that instead of it becoming a problem and or or a bigger problem that you said you're turning into a positive and turning it to an even better experience, yeah. you know, for the customer. Yeah,
2: because, I mean, it could have been easy for me to be like, oh, sorry, you know, at the moment, like, mm-hmm. we have a smaller space. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, if we had a big spot at some point, like, come mm-hmm. check us out. But I was like, no, like, we're going to, we will make this happen one mm-hmm. way or another.
0: Mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, I think I want to wrap it up with, you know, let's say you're someone that isn't from uh entrepreneurial background and, you know, wasn't passionate about buying for themselves because, you know, either they didn't have it or um, their parents didn't have it or their parents just gave them everything, you know, either situation still applies. So what would you give some action steps to, like, a person who didn't have the self-motivation or the drive to the type of experiences that, you know, me and you have done, like, what would you tell that person to do or try? Yeah, I mean, I, I, think to, I think
2: there's two types of people, right? There's mm-hmm. the people that have always thought about what it's like, mm-hmm. like, what's it like on their side if I did do that, or if mm-hmm. I, I did try being an entrepreneur, if I did try starting my own business, something mm-hmm. like that. And then there's the people that it's just not for them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And for those people, I, w- I would say... Keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Keep working nine to five. Mm-hmm. Keep you know doing the thing that makes you happy and, and comfortable. And that mm-hmm. that's fine. Like I'm not judging you for it. that. Mm-hmm. That's totally fine. But if you're the person that says, "My family's always told me no. Mm-hmm. I've never seen any success like uh, directly. Yeah. Like, like within my family or mm-hmm. my close friend group. But I know that I could be successful at this.
1: Mm-hmm. What,
2: what do you What do you actually have to lose? Mm. You have nothing to lose yeah what do they have to lose you have nothing to lose and Mm -hmm. and the the i think as i as i get older this just becomes more and more true and i remember at at one point i was like like really scared to die like Mm -hmm. i I just was Mm -hmm. and now like the thought of we only have one opportunity on this planet and like i just want to be so happy
1: Mm
2: -hmm. you know just do what makes you happy do what Mm -hmm. you think makes you happy Mm -hmm. and if it doesn't make you happy scrap it and do something else. Mm-hmm. But always wondering what if will make you
1: miserable. Mm-hmm.
2: And there's nothing worse than like looking back on the past and being like damn, I should have done that or mm-hmm. what if that would have happened? Mm-hmm. Or did it, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Seize the moment, take yeah. the
2: opportunity, make make mistakes, mm-hmm. fall on your face, get back up, mm-hmm. try something different. I mean, in the past 2 years, I've I've, I've had so many jobs. Mm-hmm. Like it's like I've had a lot of jobs. Yeah because I even left real estate. I, I was working I was working at Wreck-It, obviously, build, building Wreck-It. Mm-hmm. The first year I worked my ass off. Mm-hmm. So real estate kind of just like was on the back burner. Exactly. So in 2019...
0: So let me ask you a question. While you were working Wreck-It, are you working another job?
2: Yeah, I was working at Wreck-It, mm-hmm. I was working in real estate, and mm-hmm. I was still valeting. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Okay, because I'm glad you're sharing that because it just goes to show that when you are building something, Oh, you yeah, might have yeah, to still, you need, you need something else yeah. because, well, not that you need, but if you're coming from a position where you don't have, right, then knuckle up, exactly. right. And make the, the adjustment and, you know, build another stream of income from yourself. Exactly. Exactly.
2: Mm. And, and, you know, unfortunately I, I decided to leave real estate because at the time mm. my mentality was, I want Riket to succeed before I want my real estate career to succeed. Mm-hmm. And one of them's got to give. Exactly. So I left real estate to focus more on record. But mm-hmm. I was like, I still need another stream of income. Mm-hmm. So I went into merchant cash advance, which is, you know, helping people with, with small business loans and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And it was a nine-to-five job, and I was yeah. like, hey, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I started working for a solar company.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And and But here's the thing, though, right? I learned how to make, like, two, 250 phone calls in one day. I learned how to, like... Handle other objections. Mm. I learned how to, like, through through the the merchant cash. Yeah. Right, and then I go into working for a solar company where it was almost like very similar to to Vector in Mm -hmm. the sense where I believe so much in the product that Mm -hmm. it was just a it's a no brainer. Exactly. I learned other skills with that, Mm -hmm. and what happens? It leads me back to real estate. Mm -hmm. Uh, A little less than a year later, Mm -hmm. eleven months later, and now I'm in a position where I'm a property manager. Mm -hmm. I have a real estate license. about to get my cam license Mm -hmm. record is thriving and it's just at the end of the day like i know that i'm happy i know that Mm -hmm. i'm doing what is going to make me be happy Mm -hmm. and i know that 10 years from now i can look back and say you know what you did your thing Mm -hmm. and maybe maybe it's going to get me to the where i want to be maybe it won't Mm -hmm. but in this moment in this very moment right now Mm -hmm. i'm i'm happy
1: yeah
0: and i think you know it's 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 tough like A lot of times we intertwine success and happiness, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're, in my opinion, two different things. However, you know, dealing with the fact that we're in a business oriented country, a lot of times happiness is dependent upon success. So it's I'm glad you shared that, you know, you kind of keep them independent, you know, where you're. Your uh, happiness is based on the success of just doing it, not right. the actual success of, oh, I made 10 million, 100 million or whatever. It's yeah. just I did it. Yeah, I know. I'm doing I, yeah, it. And, and, and I, I'm and continuing and to I, do I feel it. fulfilled, right? Yeah. Like
2: at this point in my life, financially, I'm mm-hmm. not where I want to be. Yeah. At all. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm just not. Mm-hmm. Right. But now I have two vehicles Potentially a third one, potentially a fourth one mm. that are going to get me there. Exactly. And I know that on a daily basis, the things that I'm doing mm. make me happy. Exactly. And I'm going to continue to, to build that happiness through mm. what I'm doing. And and I think that's important too, right, for, for, for any entrepreneur, right? Like you have to reflect on the things that make you happy aside from working. Yeah.
0: Right? Like
2: spending time with friends, going to the movies, um, you know,
0: and whatever makes you, whatever, whatever makes you what, happy whatever it is because yeah whatever makes you happy that,
2: that also helps you determine your why too right mm-hmm. it's like why am i working i'm working so exactly. that i can travel more exactly i'm doing this so that i can get more tattoos exactly I'm doing that because i want to have a nice car exactly
0: i want to keep a haircut whatever the case exa- may be
2: yeah a hundred percent right a hundred percent like just keeping up with yourself and, mm-hmm. and grooming yourself and that's that Want to get my hair and my nails done right. yeah absolutely
0: mm-hmm. and uh, I'll, we'll end it off on this. Like, what, what excites you about what record's doing? Like, what do you all have going on? And, like, how can people be a part of this experience? How can they break some shit and leave happy?
2: So, two years later, uh, Mm -hmm. we're in a 3,000 square foot Mm -hmm. uh, location. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our room is almost three times the size. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have variety of packages we have memberships that we just launched mm-hmm. gift cards we have merchandise mm-hmm. uh, we have a pretty solid social media following yeah I think at this point locally mm-hmm. uh, we have influencers that have been here we have athletes that have been here mm-hmm. um, I mean it's it's crazy and, mm-hmm. and not to get off topic again here but I think one of the biggest things for us is that when we initially opened we just thought it was gonna be a place for people to come and like just break stuff for exactly fun, right mm-hmm. and it really is so much more. Like there's mm-hmm. people that come here after like a long day, or after a long week, or mm. after a divorce, or after mm. death, mm. or after getting fired, mm. and they use this. They really use this as, as an emotional outlet, mm-hmm. and, and it, I think that's one of the most satisfying things for us. But mm-hmm. um, you know, we're we're still growing very quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're ta- we're taking the necessary steps now to scale mm-hmm. in the right direction mm-hmm. and scaling a calculated, you know, scale so that yeah. we're not, uh, we don't implode. Like, exactly. That's the worst that could happen. Exactly. Uh, but I, you know, I'm proud to say that we survived our first two years in business, which a lot of businesses don't do.
0: And COVID, you survived we, COVID. We
2: survived, we survived working with friends and family, which is also a challenge in and of itself. Exactly. And we survived a pandemic. I mean, that's, that's a testament to everything that we put into it. It's a testament to, I mean, realistically too the quality I, I, I of- almost have to thank COVID mm-hmm. and thank everything that's going on in our country and in this world mm-hmm. because people are now more stressed than ever, mm-hmm. and so you know it—it it is. I feel like it is a direct correlation. Mm-hmm. I don't obviously. I don't, we don't want yeah. that to yeah, happen. Yeah, 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 um You know, it's it's part of the reason that it's we, the reality we live. It's it's part of the reason why we've done so well. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you can get a hold of us on. Uh, Wreckit underscore FTL mm-hmm. you can check us out on our website Wreck for mm-hmm. uh, you can call us you can donate stuff mm-hmm. we're always taking donations and um yeah I'm, you know thanks for having me thanks yeah for hearing my story the yeah good story yeah and, yeah uh, much success to you
0: yeah exactly and, and like I said thank you Ricky for you know allowing me to come here and film and share your story your tip your tips your experiences And that's the goal of this, right? Um, The goal of this is to create an outlet, a platform where young people can learn about different traits, learn about different skills, learn about different professions, learn about just what it takes to be successful and what to expect because life is statistics. So if you're offering your information and your experience then the statistics show if a person, you know, can use that to their advantage, they're gonna have a better likelihood of future success or future happiness, right. Wherever or both, you know, whatever they want to pursue. And like I said, I just thank you for being a part of the conversation and sharing your experiences. And you know, the merch is dope, quality is on point. You know, that's why I was gonna wear my my gear, but I was like. Nah, I'll wreck your stuff because it's quality. I like the quality. I like the quality. Quality over quantity, right? So, uh, like I said, I thank you all for being part of this experience and uh, see you all next time. Quality street music. That was some good stuff. Generational Sports Partnerships and Productions appreciates you viewing and all listening to this original content series. Let
2: this
3: empower you towards positive action. Now let's be great. Bye